The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Jim Clark. What's up? What's up? What's up? Man, we're finishing up Rob Zombie. We're about to dive back into the 80s. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, this has been a cool little interlude. It Um, has. I wasn't sure where we were going to go for this one, and then we just kind of decided, and I think we picked pretty good. Yeah, it has. It's, It's been a fun interlude. It's been a journey. As we've said Mm -hmm. in a lot of the episodes, we've kind of journeyed through the filmmaking of Rob Zombie. And we're finishing on this last installment in the Firefly films. And this is going to be an interesting conversation. Most recent installment in the Firefly series. And that's his last film, his most recent film too, right? Yeah, Yeah, this just came out. No, this just came out in 2019. They actually had to uh, uh, postpone a huge part of this post-production because he was on tour with uh, Marilyn Manson. Ah, the tour from hell, right? Didn't that tour fall apart? I don't know. I I think they were fighting on it or some shit like that. I don't remember. Wow, Yeah, it was a big deal. They didn't do well uh, together um, on that tour. Dang. Unless I'm thinking of an old older tour when they got together. I don't know. Maybe they buried the hatchet. Or maybe this is the same tour. I don't know, man. Every day seems... You know, like, during <laughs> COVID, everything felt weird because it felt like, what day is it now? Everything feels weird this year to me because it feels like it's just speeding by. Oh, yeah, dude. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're already yeah, in September. Yeah, I can't believe we're already... And we're already at September 6th. Like, what? <laughs> I know. One week down, right? Uh, just a few more to go, and we're hitting October, man. Oh, so yes, I said it. We jumped into another Rob Zombie film, the last installment in the Firefly family saga. So we, so we think as so far, yeah. right? Um, let's go. We're getting into Three from Hell. The search for the fugitives known as the Devil's Rejects resulted in a violent clash with police. Chances for survival are less than a million to one. There's no justice in this world. I am justice. They're trying to blame us, but we didn't do it. Free the three. Free the three. Free the three. Free the three. (laughs) Now we can have a real day of the dead. (laughs) New ass words. I'm just a clown dancing for the friends of mankind. Did I just go? This is my death factory. You are the product. I love it. Hello, America. 
Did you miss me? from hell dude yeah what'd you think stepping out of the theater what'd you think um stepping out of the theater i enjoyed it it was uh it was a fun ride it had its flaws in my opinion yeah um story-wise it was it was fun it was it was a ride uh i didn't i again we had we had a change of characters yeah uh who these characters were and their mannerisms, which is fine because I really liked the baby in this version. Um, I think this was my favorite version of baby out of all three movies. Ten years later, um, right? This takes place ten years later. Yes. So there is an evolution yeah. in characters. They've been in prison for ten years. Let's mm-hmm. start with that, right, immediately. Yeah. Let's talk about the fact that at first you were like, how are they going to do this? They're dead. It's got to be occultish. And it was something, yeah. Um, it wasn't. They explained it away that, that they survived these gunshot wounds and then they end up going to prison um, Captain Spaulding is put to death and Otis and baby are left in prison. So we're now 10 years later. So there's some, mm-hmm. there is evolution and growth in their characters in terms of, um, 10 years has passed. So they're not this, the same brash, uh, you know, just straight up brash kill. I mean, Otis still has that edge to him, but there is a, a slight difference in his character this time around as well. I felt like we got a lot more characterization that we haven't seen before. Um, whether it was new characterization or not, we got we got a, a a better look at who Otis was as a person. I feel like instead of just some brutal fucking mad killer, right? Because um, remember, even we talked about how like in House of a Thousand Corpses, compared to Devil's Rejects, it's two different Otises. Like House, is oh like yeah, this, it's a creepy like almost like a monster. He's almost a monster in that one, right? Like a caricature, he's, yeah. And yep. in this, and then in Devil's Rejects, he's a straight up killer, more of a Manson type killer. And this mm-hmm. one just kind of is continued, right? But he, there's a little well, more to it. In this one, it's, I think he's still got that Manson ism. However, it's that's not at the forefront of who his character is and what his character does. There's it's also kind of like it. he's tired, right? Like he's kind of at the end of this kind of run. And he's in the hotel room, he's sitting there just kind of like. I don't know, man. I just I didn't really even think I didn't we'd think get we this were going to get this far. Yeah, you know what dude. I mean. So it's kind of like he's this. He's just kind of like, what well, the fuck else am I going to do now? Like, what the <laughs> fuck else is there to do? Like, I'm just yeah. kind of done with this. Can we just do something different now? Yep. Um. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I agree in with you that there were flaws. I think one of the biggest flaws I have to say is that I felt kind of like. Do you remember how, like I said, with Thirty One? having come out of Lords of Salem, which was a completely different kind of film, that 31 felt like Zombie was going back to his his style of, of horror and that kind of splatter horror. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like I said, we enjoyed it for the ride that it was, but in that movie, I felt like, ah, I wish he would have continued an evolution in terms of horror and the kinds of stuff. But maybe he doesn't want to explore that kind of stuff. Maybe this is where he has fun. And I see it again because... My biggest thing about this film is that it's just a complete retread of re- rejects. It follows the exact same yeah. beats, yep. right? 
like we get the introduction to the characters and what happened to them from the last one at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. So in Rejects, it's the same thing. And then we I get... I didn't like this opening. It was a different kind of opening, right? With, with all the news and, and telling me. Making it like Everything. they were Manson, Manson family style, right? Like yeah, they but had I didn't like the followers. whole news clippings and the new and, and, and pieces of the news uh, reporting. Uh, I just didn't like that. Yeah, I, I felt like it could have been done differently and utilized the medium better than just info dump. Yeah, yeah. This is what it is. And then we get like in Devil's Reach. Sorry to keep cutting no, you off, good. but you're good. You're you could have really, really dove deep into the psychology of these characters and how they changed over this 10 years during that period. It right. was a good, solid chunk of time to be able to do that in. Right. You know? And I then, agree. And then right after where all that ended, pick up with the rest of the film exactly like it was. I agree. Um, the film then kind of evolves into this thing where they stumble upon, uh, let's just, this one it's not really stumble upon, but they, they basically fuck up some people's lives for a bit, right? They, so yeah. the, for, in Rejects, it was in a hotel room. This time, they're in this house. But mm-hmm. again, they kind of hold a family captive or this group of people captive, torture them for a while, kill them, and then, just like in Rejects, the whole movie feels like there's a shift in, like, okay, now there's a new act. Here's a third act. Here's a different story. So they go to Charlie's, and that whole thing happens. This one, they go to Mexico, and the whole thing yep. happens. So I felt like he was just kind of retreading the same beats do you know what i mean there was it didn't feel like there was anything new if that makes sense and then even all the way to the end like in in rejects you had sheriff chasing him down captures them ties them up and doles out his version of torture in this one the satan's men or whatever they were called satan's army or killer satans or whatever uh you know they get them tie them up and start doling out their version of torture before you know otis and them get away get out and and I don't know, man. That's my only biggest my, my biggest thing is is that I felt no, like I, hear I you. just watched this. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. You know it, what I mean? That, but then coupled with uh, the the writing wasn't as good. No, like he it's, introduced the a little the whole subplot. Yeah, like he he introduced the whole subplot of um, uh, Danny Trejo's son being the one trying yeah. to kill him and hunting him down, and then it just wasn't. It was there. They introduced it, and then it just disappeared basically until the end. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it popped back up once they were in Mexico. At least that's the way I felt. Um, it now just I, didn't seem very fluid. Now I did like Mexico as a setting. I like oh the, yeah, I like absolutely. The idea of it. Absolutely. I like the lawlessness of it in that like they're just at home there. They're at home with being that kind of a lawless area. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. but yeah, man. Um, it just it. I don't know. There was something. It felt kind of like eh. And like if they said, okay, so here comes the next film in, in the Firefly series, I might be like, eh, I mean, I'll watch it, obviously, but I'm not scrambling to. No, but I am scrambling for two reasons. I want to see what happens with the Firefly family. Firefly family. <laughs> Holy crap, dude. Yeah. And then um, I, like, I, like, I like the gore and the torture in these movies. It's yeah. fucked up as that is to say. I do enjoy that, and I like it, and I like to see where they're where they're going, how they do it. I like to see these characters pushed to these places where people are not supposed to be mentally. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I do yeah, I'd also go back like to that. I also like how he uses soundtrack with the visuals and slow motions and whole scenes mm. playing out, like when they were playing uh, Iron Butter- Butterflies in Agata de Vida, right? in Mexico just as the killers are getting there and it's all of these kinds of things setting up all the way down to 
there's this place in the song where there's it, it just kind of goes off and, and just kind of jams out for a while and then comes back again at the end, right? Mm-hmm. And that whole time you see this whole stuff going down, and as it's getting ready to start coming back again, you see Baby in the corner with the bow and arrow, and the dude's just kind of looking for her and shit, and boom, she just lets go, and it comes. You know what I mean? Like, shit yeah. like that. I'm like, oh, this is so fun. And you can see he's got that kind of artistic music video style eye to a lot yeah. of his filmmaking. So I do enjoy that. I agree with you. I enjoy the gore also. I just feel like I want him to start telling me something new now. Give me something else that's different. No, I agree. I agree 100%. Like you said, it felt like he was on this sort of progression going this sort of way, this sort of way, started and then went right back into what he was comfortable with. And I don't know if that's a product of people just not liking Lords of Salem um, and giving him shit for it because that happened. There was a lot of backlash against him for that movie. And the Halloween films. And the Halloween movies, yeah. Which... You know what? Fuck it. I like the Halloween movies. Anybody's got a problem with it, come see me. But I'll have um, to watch them again, dude. I remember the I enjoy them, being dude. very much like eh. when I when the, the weird kind of the horse stuff that was happening, all that. I was like, oh, yes, but now, know. but yes, yes, I get it. But thinking on the train of thought of Lords of Salem and what he was doing with that movie, watch it with that kind of gotcha. going with that. Because yeah. he does play into the in this movie, he plays this weird kind of something happens where you're like, where is this coming from? And and you don't you can either see it as, uh, you know, the characters seeing things or going mad or whatever the idea is. But in this one, baby continues to play up the meowing, the little kitty cat thing mm-hmm. she's got mm-hmm. going. But then we see her hallucinate and watch a, a, a little cat ballet in her cell, yeah, know, in the snow, and it's just kind of like. What is happening right now? What is this? I liked it, dude. I really actually did like that scene because I, to me, that was just showing me how fuck she's lost it. Man. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's gone off the deep end. And Otis says it. Otis even notices yes, it. Yes, he like, does. Yeah. She's different, man. There's something <laughs> yeah, different about her. Yeah, she's been a little her. wacky. Yeah. She's a little more. She's wackier than normal. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. It, it, it was weird, but I liked it. I liked it. It was effective for me. And um, I don't know, dude. I, I felt like that fit in the film. Um Again, I did not like the intro. The, Me- uh, the Mexico stuff was kind of like, like you said, it was like, okay, show me something new. Um, yeah. Soundtrack was good. I enjoyed the soundtrack on this. Um, again, I was actually I, I was actually at the mall yesterday, and I actually saw the soundtrack for this, but I was like, eh, I don't feel like spending that kind of money. So didn't pick this one up. I looked for uh, Three from Hell, but... yeah. Not three from oh, hell. Oh, Devil's right, uh, Rejects. Devil's Rejects, yes. Yeah, dude. good luck, dude. If you ever come across that in the wild, that's going to yeah. be tough, dude. Like, you know, that one, anything like that, like that one, the Terry Reed one we keep talking about, those yeah. are ones we're going to have to come across at garage sales because if it's at a record store, that owner already knows what it's worth, and it's going yeah. to be a pain to pick up. What did you think of the uh, return of Richard Brake, man? So this is the guy who played well, Doomhead in 31, and so in this one, now he plays, uh, what's his name, something Wolf, the the white wolf or something like that um yeah something like that something to that effect also did you know he plays joe chill in batman begins you know i did see that and i didn't know that i didn't either pretty cool anyway winslow foxworth coltrane is his real name richard brake his real character's name his character has a name and then he's got a (laughs) then he's got a nickname um 
Oh, I, I liked him, and I li- I've liked him in everything Rombie, Rob Zombie's had him in, um, and it only made sense to me that he was going to be in this movie. I didn't know what to uh, to what capacity. Um, I knew going into this movie that Captain Spaulding wasn't going to be in it very much yeah. because I knew that Sid Haig was sick at the time and, and couldn't really do anything for it. Um, you also knew it was three from Hell, so there had to be a third character. There was somebody else, yeah, so I didn't know who was coming in. I figured it was going to be a new person. Um, I wasn't sure who. What do you think of the um, character? I liked him. I don't think he was... <sighs> I liked him, but he wasn't on the same level as Otis and Baby. No. He seems like the outsider. Like, like yes. uh, where has he been this whole time? And, and now he's trying to kind of fit in with them. But he is. He he feels like the almost like the... What is it? The square thing in the round... The square peg. You know what I mean? Yes. Like it doesn't yeah, yeah, fit yeah. completely. He He's felt, an awesome actor, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. To me, he felt like that character was more like an actual like killer, whereas Otis and Baby, the killing is just a fabric of their being. You know what I mean? It's who they yeah. are. I felt like he just killed the killed, if any of that makes any sense to anyone. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. He was just like, um, he was, that's, that's the way he He wasn't is. the enigma that they were. Um, what about... Uh, from 31 he played the little nazi oh yeah dude i knew he was coming back in this and i was again i was wondering what capacity he was going to play i liked him and baby even started taking a liking to him that was kind of interesting to see a uh a, a, a character a to side, that degree right? yeah dude that's so can weird cozy up to somebody who's not part of her family you know what i mean yeah and even care right like it's just really weird dude and and that's the thing about these characters man they're like the worst fucking most vile yes. creatures ever. And then you start to like them. You yep. know what I mean? Like, what's, what's wrong with us, dude? Well, it's like when we were having Anthony watch it and you were you were sitting there like, okay, in uh, uh, Devil's Rejects, who are you rooting for now? Okay, who are you rooting for now? Yeah. Now who are you rooting for? And it yeah, just kept yeah. going back and forth, man. These people are just despicable and you almost feel bad and, and, and a terrible person just liking them and rooting for them, but... Yeah, that's, dude. That's what Rob Zombie does so effectively in these movies is make you make you care for people who you shouldn't care for. Absolutely not. Right. We we see the return of JDP dude, Jeff Daniel Phillips. This time he plays Warden mm-hmm. Virgil. Um Wow. Yeah. I love the the way he played this dude, man. Again, a great performance, man. This guy comes in and just keeps killing it with these performances, dude. Oh yeah. I I could seriously have become a huge fan of this guy and his acting just ha- because we've been just watching just because of Rob Zombie's films. movies, huh? You know what I mean? Now I got to see what else he's been in just to watch his work because I'm a fan, dude. I I am a big fan of Jeff Daniel Phillips. I think he's awesome. I think he's a great character actor. And I think we like he plays these kinds of kind of I don't know like st- like strung out neurotic like like you know stressed out <laughs> type of characters. Perfect, dude. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I'm thinking back to him and his character in 31, dude. He was a, he was a riot. He was funny. Uh, yeah, he's no. he's in Halloween too. I did not know that. Who who does he play? Um, not sure. I just saw that that's part of his uh, what's on his list. He's also in an American Pickle. Uh, oh, is that the one with Seth Rogen? Yeah, I have dude, to that see Seth that Rogen yet. film. There's, he's got a lot, dude, that he's been in. I'm gonna have to check out some of his other stuff because, like I said pretty big fan and the fact that you know he returns plays a, a different kind of a character um, yeah awesome don't uh 
I don't think he plays that big of a role in Halloween too. I can't really remember probably exactly. A side yeah, because I know he did that with a couple of the guys in. Um, he's probably in the first the- Halloween. Like oh, uh, um, Bill Mosley was in there real quick. D. Snyder or D. Snyder, D. Um, D. What the fuck is her name? Oh, D. Wallace. D. Wallace. Yes, I yeah, think yeah. her last name. Yeah, she's got a small piece in that movie too. Um, yeah, I love seeing all these people come back and playing different characters and different people. Dude, Clint Howard is in this film as a clown. And again, I said this before, dude. The worst for me are these people where it's like just happenstance, right? Like the worst Ugh, of the worst poor of luck, dude. dude. Man. This dude's showing up for a party and he's like, imagine him getting up that morning thinking to himself, all right, I have a gig tonight. I got stuff I got to do today. And he's going about his whole think, entire day not knowing what's Anthony. happening that night. Think you know Anthony I mean? getting ready for his DJing gig at night, yeah, and he's just going about Not his day. What's coming? And then walks into this, Ugh. dude. And, and then, it was yeah. so cringy watching him trying to make them laugh, and they're all like horrified, dude. Because they all know he's just gonna die. <laughs> that he's gonna kill him. They, <sighs> they know there's no way out of it, and that he's just doing this to for the guy to humiliate himself right before he kills him. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Just like that. So, and then we have this other uh, actor, Sean Whalen. He played. The uh, guy in Mexico who was there at the like, you know, with his friends partying, and he just went to go get a drink or something. And baby's like, "Hey, why don't you buy me a soda?" And you're like, "Oh Jesus, fuck! This dude's fucked. Like that's it." Oh, oh, she oh! Up, the dude at the hotel, yeah. yeah, buys her the grape soda and ends up getting his face sliced apart. Oh yeah, that poor kid. <laughs> he thought she was a prostitute like, at first. Damn, yeah, fucked yeah. up, dude. Bucked up, man. Uh, wrong place at the wrong time, unfortunately, man. But yeah, um, again, characters I thought were pretty good in this. It, it follows a lot of the same beats. You For know, me, D. Wallace was good. in this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I had no well. idea that that was her. I had oh, no really? Idea. No yeah. idea, dude. Uh, oh, maybe it's because I knew it was her. I, I had seen it like somewhere before. That, oh, because I'd already seen this. Yeah, so I'd already. Oh, seen this, yeah, yeah. So having seen that, I knew she was doing that. Um, Again, like like his other films too. This looks good to me. Like I love the way it looked. You know the coloring, mm, the way mm-hmm. he had certain shots, the the choice of of music with certain things. I mean, it it all plays the transitions. Well. I just wish we had something <sighs> different yeah, that dude, we haven't I, seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely something we hadn't seen. That would have been nice. Um, the old phrase goes: "Give me the same thing, but different. Give me the same thing. Give me the Firefly family, but give it to me differently." Yeah. I don't, and I don't know where you could because have gone that's what with they it. were. House of a Thousand Corpses and um, Devil's Rejects—they were, they were the mm-hmm. same thing but different. Now this needed to be that, but different. Now let me ask you something. Yes. Are you happy with the ending? Are you happy that they got away again, or do you think they really should have just kind of met their end? I wish we would have never made. I wish you would have never made this film. I wish we would have ended it with Devil's. Re- I, I, seriously, I wish we yeah, would have, have ended it with Devil's Rejects. Blaze of Glory. Blaze of Glory. Yes, that's the um, way to go out, right? Like that's the way to end their their story. And if you're not gonna, and if you're gonna bring them back, you 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 need to top that movie. Granted, that was a big undertaking to top that, but that's what you need to do if you're not gonna end it that way. Um, I am I am glad it ended the way it was because I I like I said I do want to see more of them. Um, just because I've grown fond of them, yeah. If that's possible, um, and I like them, so I'm I'm interested to see what comes next and where they end up. But it's got to be different. Don't just give me another fucking third movie of the same thing. 
Yeah, um, yeah, where they do something, find find a group of people, hold them hostage till yes. they don't use need them anymore, move on to their final location, and then have a standoff. You know, yeah. um, that'll be it. That'll be it the next time. This time they go to space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, overall, man, zombie films have been interesting. You know, going across this this. Uh, this idea of well, first of all, he kind of created his own little mini universe of characters, right? With their own lore, they have three films now, and, and possibly mm-hmm. more to come. Would you like to see more of them, or would you like to see maybe a singular movie, like like this is the story of Otis, or this is what happens afterwards, and and they end up getting split up, and this is what happened with Otis, or this is what happened with Baby, or do they need to be together? It's I want to see them together. And I wish Spalding wasn't gone, but we're not going to get that again. Yeah. Um, so you could do a movie and just completely leave out Richard Brake's character, and I'd be okay with it if it was just Otis and Baby. I love Richard Brake. I just don't. I'm not 100% sold on the character that that's, that character is what's going to keep pulling me back. You know what Maybe I mean? They it's it's going to be Otis that, and Baby that pulls everybody back. Maybe they go to L.A. and start that porn company. Ah, there you go. <laughs> Healthy, dirty sluts productions, whatever it's called. Pictures. <laughs> what was um, it? The uh, the salami salesman that goes door to door. Now, if you're going to give me one more of their stories, like a fi- another installment, mm. I would have to say for me, it need to be the final installment. I don't know that I, I'd want to. Yeah, keep I think seeing four movies going. is enough. And I'd like to see them meet their their demise i feel like that's that's the only right way that we see the end of their story hmm. maybe it's maybe it's a family member from the first film from house of a thousand corpses like rain wilson's like like brother or something that hunts I them would, down to kill him you know what would be no because that's the second one over again uh you're right yeah. um I, hey yeah. why not they just keep doing the same thing <laughs> um an interesting ending for a fourth film for me would be is if you leave it vague where you don't know if they died and you don't know if they lived because there's always a possibility that these fucking psychos are still out there. But at the same time, maybe they are dead. You know what I mean? To me, I feel like that would be the ending from now here, from here, because there's no way you're ever going to top Devil's Rejects ending. You're never going to top that. That's and, why they should have left you're it. Never. Dude. No, I know. I know. It's I know. I be agree. All right, dude. So overall, this one for me, like you said, it was enjoyable. It just had it had its faults. You know, it really did. Yeah. There were things that didn't work. There was things that are a little overboard. The writing seemed a little. Bit, I don't. I don't want to say hokier, but what you know, did, it, it left a little to be desired. What did you think of Baby with tattoos? Interesting. Interesting yeah. choice. Was it this thing of, hey, I really dug doing this in uh, Lords of Salem. Do I want to do it again? Like, give me the mm-hmm. tattoos, the chest tattoo, and all. You know, um, I don't know. It was interesting because I don't know. I don't know that I, it feels like Baby would have done that, but I don't know, man. Baby's yeah. a little off her rocker anyway. Yeah, now she think? is, dude. Um, at first, I didn't like it. And then when I watched the movie again, I did come around. I'm like, okay, I do like that. Because, again, this is a different baby. This isn't the same baby we've seen. Um, She is different. She has gone off her rocker. But she's also, in certain ways, she's matured and become a different person. 
Um, so I enjoyed it. I, I, I enjoyed that aspect of her character in this movie, uh, the tattoos. Because I like tattoos in general. Yeah. Uh, I'm just a tattoo person. Um, I feel like, though, they looked a little too nice to be prison tattoos. And that's a lot of yes. time to be sitting in a chair to get a lot of that work done. Very so, true. So and I mean, they would I know not have ten years, uh, but and they would not have given her time to have a tattoo artist come in and sit there and tattoo. Her. <laughs> oh, not at no. all, dude. No, dude. No, that's why it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know what the point to that choice was, but it's fine. It didn't do anything for the story. Yeah. Did nothing for or or to take away from it. You know. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, but yeah, dude. I gotta say it. To enjoy it, you just gotta kind of go along for for the ride and do what it is. You know, you're not you're not coming into this to be like, oh, this is gonna be a great story. You know, no. And if you're coming into this and this is your first um, your first exposure to the Firefly family, stop and go back. Yeah, yeah. Because um, this say, movie is not the movie that's gonna hook you into the into the group. It almost feels like, and we talked about this before, that House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil Rejects are two different families also. So if you really yeah. want to get into the family, you, Re- Rejects feels like the right version of what you have to understand of who they are. Yes, but you're going to miss out on a lot of the backstory of the family. Yeah, I just feel like the House of a Thousand Corpses has nothing to do with how they really are, right? Like that all felt all of this really kind of weird, backwoods, satanic stuff to it. And yeah. then from when it went to rejects, all of a sudden it wasn't that. It was more Charles Manson-ish, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, let's do this, dude. Let's rank them. Overall, okay. how do you put them in order from, from your, your favorite to least favorite mm. in zombie films? My favorite? I'm going to start with my least favorite and go to favorite. Okay, okay? yeah, go. Uh, my least favorite was 31. Okay. Um, uh, then Three from Hell. Then... And then probably Lords of Salem, House of a Thousand Corpses, and Devil's Rejects. Wow. Okay. I I'm trying. I'm I'm kind of torn between thirty one and uh, three from Hell for last place. Only one. Only because thirty one. Yeah, there felt like there was a lot of stuff lacking in that too. But it felt it felt somewhat different. Now it was about this maze of of torture, right? This kind of crazy weird game so i like yes. the idea to that story like i 31 the, the original wasn't original but i liked that he had that as part of what was happening you know i feel like 31 made killers. this movie 31 made this movie feel like the wizard of oz 31 <laughs> was a lot more brutal it was yes. a lot more in your face and a lot more yeah. grindhouse uh, yeah as compared to this so that's why i'd say it would go three from hell for me then 31 then house of a thousand corpses okay it would be House of a Thousand Corpses, then, uh, then Lords of Salem, and then Devil's Rejects. Okay. Because for okay. me, Rejects is, is just, I think that's his best work. I think he Oh, did, yeah. He I think a, that's his know, best film, too. Coming out it of House of a Thousand so Corpses. Early. Well, we don't know that, right? Well, well who knows? Yet, he, might, yeah. he might kill it with monsters, dude, but it oh. makes me feel like, what's he going to do? See, yeah. everything he's done so far, and the style, and the feel, and his storytelling... What the hell are you going to do with the monsters, bro? Because the monsters are not that. You cannot come at America with a gory monsters. No, you cannot you do this, dude. So, like, what's he going to do, man? How is this going to work? This is going to be really interesting. I'm excited to see his transitions, though. I know he's going to... I have a really big feeling he's going to pull those over, and that's going to be cool to see in the monsters universe. Uh, but, yeah, I have no idea, dude. And do you think... Do you think being the monsters, do you think he's going to reuse all his actors? 
Or do you think he's going to bring in different people? That's another question, right? Like, how yeah. is he casting this? Have they said anything at all about casting yet? I haven't seen anything about casting. Wow. It's going to be interesting, dude. Um, who do you... Uh, yeah, dude, Yeah, I who would know. he bring? Because it feels like everything, that every person he works with has this kind of, like... What do you think of hillbilly-ish redneck kind of backwoods? Like that's yeah. almost the feel for all of his characters. Yeah. And yeah, where's the Munsters? The Munsters take place in LA? Is it in Los Angeles that they live? Oh my god, I have no idea, dude. I have no idea. I'm gonna look that up. What do you think of Malcolm McDowell as grandpa? Uh I could see that. I could see that. Why? Are they talking about it, maybe? No, because I was thinking, I was thinking the other night, I'm trying to think of who, you know, of his actor pool he could put in there and, and as as the actors for the characters, but I don't know. I have no idea. That's the only one that I came up with that was like, okay, I can see this one. Um, um, I don't know. They live in a fictional city of Mockingbird Heights, so it's not even a real city. It'll be a fictional city unless he decides it's going to take place in a, like a real city here. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. I you know what know. I'd like to see? I'd like to see him do a movie where he ties all his movies together into one universe. That'd be interesting. That could be because they called they called what's his name Doomhead, right? But not as did he have a real name in that film? No, they just called him Doomhead because I mean maybe that was what's his name and that's what he was doing. I don't know. I don't know how you could do that. It'd be interesting. Hmm. It's been a journey, dude. It's been yes, a journey it has. On the it's Rob been a Zombie fun films. one. It's been a fu- it's been a journey on the Rob Zombie train. I think I'm going to uh, check out the Halloween ones since uh, we're yes, in September. do it. They're good. Usually September, I start really ramping up my horror movie intake, even though I've just been watching horror movies like crazy recently all the time. Anyway, uh, yeah, but I ramp it up, and then on in October, I make a specific list of movies to watch. I did it for History Creeps where I tried to do the 31 days of horror movies and like watch a movie and then do a quick review of it. And I fell off after like day 11 or day 12. I think I'm going to re- I want to try it for Out of the Shadows. Out of the Shadows. Okay. I'm going to really try to see if I can't pull it off and then record a quick review and put it up same day like like so that there'll be 31 rev- quick reviews or something. Something that they can do as a you got to watch on uh, Halloween, October thirty first. You got to watch thirty one. That's that's part <laughs> of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll figure something out. I'll try to do something. But um, we're moving on. We're not doing Rob Zombie films anymore. We're coming no. back into the eighties. So yes, if you're a listener who's just jumped on and you're like, "Hey, these guys have been talking about Rob Zombie films," uh, I'll go back and listen to see what their other stuff is. Let us let you know what we are. We started this podcast based on a horror documentary called In Search of Darkness. Uh, There are two volumes of this amazing documentary, both of them over four hours long, and they feature all 80s horror movies. And they go year by year, and they give us a list of movies in each of those years and talk about them. We decided we're going to do a show where we watch all of them in order and talk about them. And so we've been in break. We've been on a break between 1981 and 1982. We're returning. We are. 1982. Boy. We are going back to the future. Early, early 80s. And we're starting off. I wasn't expecting this one, dude, because when you think of 80s horror films, this definitely is not one that comes to mind. No. What's the one we're hitting up next week? Cat people. (laughs) You heard that right. Cat people. (laughs) 
cat people, dude. Do you remember when they talked about this on the documentary? Not really. I remember when they did, and I remember thinking to myself, I've, I don't think I've ever even heard of this. And when I saw the little clips and what they were saying about it, I was like, okay, this will be interesting. Um, <laughs> so now, now we're going to actually watch it and delve into it, talk about it, and it should be, it should be fun. Yeah, yeah, we got some other good ones coming up here for 1982 too. So that'll uh, one of your your like all time favorite is coming up here. Oh, which so, one's that? Halloween three. Oh, dude, I cannot wait. That's gonna be fun. 1982 is an interesting year. I'm looking on on Wikipedia, and there's all kinds of stuff. You know, they have like all these important events that happen. Commodore 64 came out that year. Mm. Insane, huh? Interesting. Um, yeah, all kinds of cool stuff happened. There was a, oof, I wouldn't say that's cool. It was an air. There was a, a a plane crash that was a big deal. San Francisco 49ers capture their first NFL championship with Joe Montana. Ooh. That happens in 1982. Um, dude, a lot of this stuff is bad. I think a lot of stuff in the 80s was not as good as you would think. Yeah, I don't huh? think the 80s were very good, like worldwide and politically. Pop culture wise, they were. They were fucking great. Uh. But outside of that, maybe that's why the 80s pop culture was so great, because we needed something to dilute the uh, madness and hysterics of the world around us. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Michael Jackson's Thriller hey, uh, is pop culture related. We also have E.T. That's a big ah. deal in 1982. A lot of cool stuff happening. So 1982, we're going to kick it off with a, a, a film that you probably have never heard of yourself. We're going to check out Cat People. It should be fun. should now, be interesting. Before we get out of here, dude, do you want to tell people where they can find us on the socials? Oh, sure. Uh, find us on Twitter at OOTS Pod. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and the Slasher app for all you horror fans out there. Damn, at, I need to get that shit updated. It's been a while <laughs> since I've been on Slasher. I'll out get of up the there Shadows Podcast. Out of the Shadows Podcast. Um, so please come interact with us, rate us, leave us feedback. Um, Tell us how your day was. Yeah, let us know what you think of these movies. If you're watching them, let us know if uh, you know if you agree with what we said. If you don't agree, tell us and, if there's um, a movie we should catch because I know there's a couple coming out uh, this year in theaters that are uh, must watches on mine. I know Candyman's out right now. I still haven't seen it. Oh yeah, we gotta go out and check that. Yeah. yeah. Um, sweet guys, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, as always, make sure to head over to the website, BICBP-radio.com. Throw some support uh, their way. There's a lot of other podcasts on that network, a lot of really talented content creators. So uh, check out their shows and throw them some support. As always, we appreciate you checking us out. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, remember, keep your eye on the shadows.